It's my pleasure to introduce Jimmy Faley. You see him on the Fox News Network. He does the Fox Radio and Fox Across America show every day. Boy, thanks for being with me, Jimmy. Y'all ready? This is a big one for me. Thanks for having me. Uh, <laughs> now, hey, really, it's a, it's a real privilege to talk to you. Boy, you there couldn't be more fodder for a political animal and a comedian like you than this political season, could there? I mean, it just keeps rolling. You know what I, I'm always amazed by, Randy? There's so much content that, like, jokes don't have shelf lives. Like, Biden it does so many stupid things in a week that your joke about him shaking hands with an invisible man on Monday is gone because he's talking to a dead person on Tuesday. <laughs> and it's like, this guy's wearing us out, Randy. Like, that's the thing. It's good. You watch it, and you're like, wow, there's so many new jokes. But comedians are working in, like, a sweatshop under Biden. <laughs> and you got to wonder, though, if it's something in the air in the White House, because Kamala never lets us down either. Oh, she's something special, man. I mean, I, I tell my friends this all the time. Like, if you elect people who only know how to talk in word salad, we're going to eventually run out of real food. Like, this isn't good. Like, you gotta, I don't know whose idea this was, this sick prank or whatever the heck has been going on in this country, but man. What a time to be alive, huh? Yeah. Now I understand you're talking to us from Iowa. Uh, do I do I feel a Jimmy Fallon 24 presidential run? Uh, who who's going to be? Who's your who's your running mate? Maybe Tulsi Gabbard. I think that'd be an unbeatable ticket. Can I say Jimmy 24? The 24 is for how long it takes for my background check to disqualify me. 24 <laughs> seconds. <laughs> this guy was a cab driver in New York. Uh, 23, 24 seconds. He's out. Hey, but no. In all in all seriousness, that's your ba- that's your background. A cab driver. You're you're every man's not only comedian but political analyst and talk show host. That's why you're resonating across this country because people have had it with the elites. They have had it, man. Oh, yeah. You know what What happened is, I think we finally got out of bed and remembered that they're supposed to work for us. Mm-hmm. You know, we were doing this thing the last four or five years where we've really been working for them. You know, I just want my side to win, screw the other side. But in general, the establishment elites, and they exist in both parties, by the way, but those people that are running the country into the ground right now and happens to be establishment Democrats, but they're, you know, this bad and good everywhere. But the point is, the Democrats are running it into the ground right now. And, you know, as we sit here trying to talk about issues, it's not political, like if you can't afford food. That's just a human issue. You know what I'm saying? It's not yeah. political if you're getting mugged. That's, that's a human issue. So I think that's where this got crazy. The Democrats, you know, had control of all three branches of everything. And when they turned everything offensive, Okay, instead of working to make progress for people, it's just like, this is what we're upset at today, girls. Let's get them. They brought the conversation back to human. So it went from everyone was getting called a racist to suddenly no one could pay for gas. You know, their kid was switching genders in kindergarten, you know. So you get on the radio, you got to tell some jokes, Randy. That's the point. I'm trying to keep everybody from snapping. Does that make sense? No, absolutely. No, look, and if you didn't laugh, you'd cry at what's going on. I mean, I can tell you, there are people, the surveys are saying that, you know, probably within a few months here when things, uh, you know, are requiring us to turn on our furnace, that probably half of America will be delaying 
a utility bill, one or more, yeah. right? Well, and I mean, that's really I, sad. And and boy, you gotta. I remember in the seventies. Look, I was I was a teenager in the seventies, right? And I remember during uh, Carter. I remember we laughed at all in the family. We laughed at the jokes about the racist jokes and Archie Bunker. Yep. Can you, as a comedian, do that these days without risk of being canceled? <laughs> well, here's the thing: in a comedy club, you can. Because those people came out to laugh and not take life seriously. We don't get into trouble in the comedy club. We get in trouble when the comedy travels outside the club. Uh. It's the jerks on the internet who I don't even believe they're offended, Randy. I just believe they know they'll get something by being offended. Mm-hmm. Like, I'm offended. I want attention. You know, like stuff like that. Yeah. And that's, that's where I think we're at a stupid fork in the road. It's like we're getting madder at the comedians than the Democrats that are mismanaging the country. Like, that's kind of nuts, no? Yeah. You know, and the only upside, let me just say this, because I, I don't want to sound grim. There is one upside to the Biden presidency. Arson is down 83% because no one can afford to burn down your house at 489 a gallon. (laughs) Yeah, and BLM is too busy building spas and diving pools for Patricia Cullors, right? I mean, (laughs) you know what I think is so funny? I love the BLM story because that's exactly what they did. They ripped off the white people bought mansions, but now they live with the white people who donated, and the white people are calling the cops on them. It's the funniest thing in the world. They moved into Bel Air next to the very people who donated, and now they're getting Martha's Vineyarded out of their neighborhood. <laughs> hey, I have to ask you, we're talking with Jimmy Fallon. Of course, you hear him here on News Talk STL every day from 11 to 2 on the 94.1 frequency, and you see him everywhere, including that great Gutfeld show uh, on, on Fox News. And that has to be a blast, interacting with that group, isn't it, Jimmy? You know what it is? It's funny. It's the it's the best show to do because you're just hanging out. Like, you forget the cameras there. Yeah. Clearly, judging by the way I look, you forget the cameras are there. But, uh, <laughs> oh, come you know, on, come on. These judging by some of these sport coats. No, Greg always makes fun of my sport coats, but he's just upset because they don't come in kid sizes. <laughs> but, um, That's right. It, it's a great show to do. It's a lot of, it's a lot of fun. Yeah, it's great. Uh, let's let's talk about the debates and um, your take on what appear. I mean, the the mainstream media has painted people like Herschel Walker, Doctor Herschel Walker is a flawed candidate. Doctor Oz is a carpetbagger. Uh, you know, Carrie Lake. Oh, she's just a good looking TV anchor. Not much there. Um, yeah, how do you? I mean, these people have good policy. Forget about their personalized, yeah. but how are you processing it these days? And where do you think it's going to go in the midterms? Well, I think this is the media's Hail Mary. They know they can't run on a Democratic record, so they're going back to Old Faithful, which is call this guy a racist or a Nazi or elitist or whatever the heck we've got to do. Like, you see how comical it is when they're calling like a guy like Herschel Walker like a racist. Like, they go from he's a bad dad to, like, and he's a white supremacist. And I'm like, I think there's a typo in the white supremacist handbook if he's at the white supremacist club. I think, uh, I don't know, maybe they, have, maybe they have a blind leader these days. I don't know. But, you know, the same thing with Carrie Lake. It's funny, I was interviewing her on the radio last week, and I was just joking before I brought her on about how many news articles I could pull up labeling her an extremist. And then you list her policies. Her extremist, her extremist views are babies should live. Yeah. Wow, uh, the what a terrible thing. Be secured. <laughs> the border should be secured so families don't drown in a river. I'm like, who is this monster <laughs> trying to save the babies over here? I know. Call Come the on, police. <laughs> yeah. This is nuts. 
I don't know. I think I I I just don't believe the polls. I think that many people are afraid, and maybe it's I don't even think they're wearing tinfoil hats anymore to believe that if I say to a pollster that I believe I'm I'm a MAGA guy from a, a, a you know a policy perspective, I don't know who's listening. I'm afraid Merrick might be listening, and God knows the, you know the black copters may descend on me. What say you? Yeah. Well, what happens is the, the current rule now, no one knows this, is like if we bash Biden on TV, uh, Merrick Garland gives him a heads up and then Biden calls us. But the call never goes through because he's dialing a stapler. <laughs> so it's, that's, a, that's great. No wonder. I wondered no. why his fingers were bloodied. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but no, seriously, man, it's so, so funny. A lot of people definitely don't trust polls. Like whether it's we're as paranoid as what you and me are describing or not. You still can't trust polls because they've been wrong by tw- when a poll's wrong by like twenty points. Yeah, like if you remember back to the twenty twenty election, like that's not an accident. That's not an oversampling. Right. That's you actually polled people at gunpoint, and one poll <laughs> yeah. had Biden winning a hundred to nothing. You know? <laughs> that's right. <laughs> Just like votes that were counted on the night of the election, right? <laughs> Listen, every, I got to say this: everyone knows somewhere in the back of their mind that twenty twenty election was a scam. We're not sure how. Okay, we know we've seen things that were like, yeah, something wasn't on the level or. Ballot harvesting, whatever the heck went on. But everybody, even the Democrats, you can tell the national conversation has shifted to like they've gotten caught on every other bad, nefarious thing they've done. And now we're going to find out there were like three guys at the Capitol that were like fed. They stole the election and they didn't want to talk about it. So they started a riot at the Capitol. Like I'm very conspiratorial now because I can feel all the other crap unwinding. That's why I joke on the radio, Randy. Otherwise, I'd be starting a militia at this point. Yeah, that's right. I'd be, be somewhere in the backwoods, backwoods of Virginia. Yeah. <laughs> With my people. Got a pretty mouth. Are you a gun guy? I, I don't know if I've caught you talking about guns. You like to shoot guns? Yeah, so I come from a big law enforcement family. Oh, okay. So I was just always around them going up as yeah. a matter of policy. And um, yes, but let's talk guns with me. I'd love to. No, you know what? Uh, well, I, and we could talk guns. And I tell you, if, if for no other reason, freedom-loving Americans who want to defend themselves in an era where you need to defend yourselves, because, especially if you live in a blue jurisdiction, which means any city in this country, you better oh, yeah. vote for someone other than the Democrats who want to take that right to self-defense away, period. You know what's funny about it, too, is, you know, the Democrats always accuse Republicans of destroying the country. I'm like, you want to take away our guns and let the criminals out of jail. Mm-hmm. I'm like, how's that going to work out for us? Are you crazy? These are crazy people. And, you know, where I live in New York, obviously, one of the highest crime rates on the, you know, on the planet. I mean, I think amongst other planets, too. And they just implemented in Times Square. I'm not kidding. They put up signs declaring it a gun-free zone. Oh. As if if any of these barefoot time travelers are reading signs and following law, you know, any criminal care, you know, like, like, oh, that ought to do it. The problem is in New York, we have a twofold issue with guns because we have a lot of street crime, but then we just have a lot of Mets fans who shoot themselves. (laughs) Hey, speaking of meth, and uh, I I understand, I haven't been to New York in a few years because I just, you know, I'd been there several years ago for a conference, had a great time. I was just down the street from Times Square. I hung out, and it was beautiful. Checked into a little Italian restaurant owned by a family. You could tell it was a family. There were some guys with some slick back hair sitting uh, talking Italian at the other table, and I I kept waving at them like they were my friends. I I, I still think they were. (laughs) But, But you know what? I wanted to go there recently, and I decided not to, Jimmy, because I just hear it really is a very dangerous place. It's not the New York that it was 10, 12 years ago. 
Kiev. I mean, my wife's family was going to go to New York this weekend. They decided to go someplace safer like Baghdad. <laughs> like, you know what? It's a little calmer here. At least the mortar fire is predictable. Yes. <laughs> it's predictable. All the violence is coming from people in uniforms. I feel safer here. Um, oh, man. Uh, you're right, dude. I got to tell you, like the whole thing, Randy, is like every one of these cities. It's like we've all gone through phases as humans where we let ourselves go. Like yeah. maybe you're eating too much around the holidays, mm. drinking, and not getting enough sleep. It's one thing to see a person let himself go, but when you see a city let itself go, yeah. it's kind of horrifying. Like I'm watching New York go through that fat phase between uh, Christmas and New Year's, yeah, yeah. and it doesn't even look like itself. And I'm like, is this healthy New York? <laughs> really don't look good right now. Well, the question is though. Will they be able to, to use your analogy, to get back to the gym and ever right that ship? I just don't know. I mean, it just seems like that that mentality, that that blue Democrat, we know what's good for you, even though it's not good for you mentality, is entrenched in our cities. And I don't understand why people keep doing that, that self-immolation thing when they go to the ballot box in the cities. I don't understand and it. It is exactly what they're doing, by the way, because most of the people who turn out to vote in New York, for instance, also own a home in Greenwich, Connecticut, and the Hamptons out on the east end of Long Island. So they vote Democrat because it's a sport for them, and then they leave. It's like they light the match and walk away. That is what they do, and that's why it's so bad. And the people who actually live in the city, some of them vote. A fair amount of them don't because it's so expensive to live in the city. People really work like 20 hours a day. And uh, it is a mess right now. The wow. only way it's going to get under control, the only way they'll elect a Republican mayor, is the Republicans would have to nominate like a a black trans two spirit police chief. <laughs> you know, yeah, like really corner this crime issue, but on Democratic terms too. You know, yeah. Well, I know where they can find one of those. Just go into any elementary school in the country, and there won't be a problem. <laughs> oh man. <laughs> oh. Hey, so Jimmy Fallon, where are you on tour now? Where can people catch you when they can't catch you on the air every day from uh, 12 to 3 Eastern, 11 to 2, uh, you know, Central Time, or on Gutfeld or in the tube? Where is, is there time for you to do live stand-up, and how do people catch yeah, it? Yeah, 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 yeah. So tonight I'm in Ottumwa, Iowa. Uh, Ottumwa, Iowa. Tell Radar I said hi. Center. Yeah. <laughs> hey, you know what's funny? I've been in the town an hour. Everybody hears my Italian accent and thinks I'm in the witness protection program. <laughs> like, no, do a show. Hey, oh, we no. have a really good friend that we have a chef friend that lives in the Tumwa. I'm going to buy him a. T- are there still tickets for tonight? I'm sure there. Oh man, I got to sure. sh- I got to send my chef friend up there. I'm going to send him. Tell the chef to come out. Oh, I do that. Chef Gordon Rader, he's a great show. guy. He's from the, he's from the Northeast too. You and he could actually do a a spontaneous stand up thing, and it would bring the it, it'd be unbelievable. You'd have a good time with him. No, yeah. So, so like my agent, I love this, Randy. So <laughs> well, boy, I wish I could catch you tonight in a tumble, but I can't. I can't make it up there. But uh, so people can stay up with you on JimmyFailer.com, right? Yep, 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 yep. FoxAcrossAmerica.com uh, is the radio page. It's on Facebook. And, you know, I'll be on TV. I'll be on America's Newsroom Monday and Harris Faulkner Wednesday. Wow. Kennedy on, you know, all that stuff. Kennedy, Gutfeld, you name I'm out there, man. You know, they put me on TV a lot because it makes the rest of them look smarter. No, so, no, no. I got to tell you, you are a breath of fresh air in a time when it's oh. too easy to get your dauber down and be, you know, there's not enough Prozac for the American public these days. And you are <laughs> you are some well-butrin on steroids for everyone, man. And we we <laughs> Oh, we appreciate you being with us. I hope you'll join me again. Oh, for sure, man. You sure know how to treat a girl. Thank uh, you, Randy. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Take care. Be well. Take care, brother. All right. Bye-bye. There he is, Jimmy <laughs> He He is a breath of fresh air.